Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. I'm your host, Brian Nichols, associate editor over at the Libertarian Republic. The Brian Nichols Show is the latest and greatest podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. If it's your first time joining the Brian Nichols Show, well, welcome. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast, reaching those all across the political aisles, from your far left all the way to the far right. As my as host, my goal is to present the news in an objective manner with the real main goals being to educate, enlighten, and inform. As always, you can follow me over on Twitter and on Facebook at B Nichols Liberty. And please feel uh, to subscribe to our Patreon at B Nichols Liberty to help us keep on producing this content you enjoy. Have any questions or comments? Email me at thebriannicholshow at gmail.com. Also, please share today's podcast with your friends and family to help promote the message of liberty. And finally, please take a moment and rate us on iTunes. Also, really quick, if you are interested, we still have some of these great Don't Hurt People, Don't Take People's Stuff bumper stickers. If you're interested, shoot me an email at thebriannicholshow at gmail.com for more details. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me again today for another fun-filled episode of The Brian Nichols Show. And yet again, I am blessed to have another phenomenal guest. You probably know him from his, uh, his podcast, which is uh, Mill Liberty over on the uh, former Outset Network, which we are going to talk about a little bit. But if you're interested, you can follow him over on Twitter. This is going to give it away at Caleb Franz. Caleb Franz, welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. Hey Brian, it's good to be here. You really nailed down that uh, that intro pretty well, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, so I'll, I'll kind of fill you in behind the curtain. So prior to me uh, hopping on doing podcasts for political stuff. Back in college, I actually uh, I was a, a DJ uh, on a top forty radio station. <laughs> so yeah. I had it all down to a science in terms of you know here's the the intro to a song. You have this little bit to to, to kind of do the little preview to the song, and you just you get into that groove. And I don't know, I, I love the fact that I've been able to carry over that type of medium that I'm so comfortable with. To now here we are, you and I, obviously you have your podcast and I have mine, and to be able to to have these open conversations using our, our skill set to reach an infinitely larger audience than we would otherwise. Yeah, I, I am so, you know, just living my best life when it comes to, to being able to do this. Um, I have always... This is this has honestly been a childhood dream of mine. Um, I, I remember uh, listening to way back whenever I first like started really getting interested in politics and 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 liberty and all of these different things. I remember uh, first starting out by listening to to Glenn Beck in the morning, um, and I would just think, you know what, this is this is what I want to do. This is what the direction of the career that I want to take. And now I'm, I'm living it. You know, I, I'm, I'm living everything that childhood Caleb just dreamed about. And I couldn't be happier. And I think one of the best parts, and I'm, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, obviously, but like you just spoke to is that this is something that I mean, just anecdotally driving across, you know, I'm from upstate New York and I'm driving across literally, you know, miles and miles of just empty road here in the middle of the woods and in the middle of the country and fields. <laughs> and like in my mind, hosting my own talk show and being able to, to think of my imaginary audience, listening to these different political thoughts that I had and, you know, the way to approach it in the world. And, and here we are, I mean, 2018, and I think we're so blessed with the, the way the technology has advanced over the past 5, 10, 15, 20 years that, you know, that kind of dream you spoke to, that becomes reality. Here we are, you know, we're able to reach audiences quite literally across the world and 
you know, in both our perspectives, we're able to promote with that the message and ideas of liberty. And I think that's just an absolute blessing. And and with that, I want to to start the show off. I want you to to introduce yourself to my audience because um, this audience it's it's very diverse. It definitely um, is a part of the We Are Libertarians network. So you're going to have libertarians in the audience who are who are familiar with the concepts of liberty, and they kind of will be able to. I, I would say mirror um, your your vision and how you got into the liberty movement, but there are definitely people within this this uh, greater audience that are far uh, you know far beyond and, and far uh, past what is the the contemporary liberty movement we have. So I, I have people who are, are socialists, anarchists, Democrats, liberals, Republicans, <laughs> conservatives. So to to them and to yes my libertarian audience, if you could give us your your step into liberty, what really you know, help frame your own political and ideological mindsets. And then if we can kind of dig into what was it that made you want to, to take that step into doing the podcast. And then we'll talk about uh, some, some fun new stuff coming down the road. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, there's, there's a lot to go about what you just set up there. Um, I think where I'll start out here is that um, I, I really did not, I think most people kind of started out in this in this situation, I really did not start um, as a libertarian. Uh, a lot of people either start from the left or start from the right, and then they eventually see that, you know what, this is all just this left-right uh, paradox. It's all just a sham. It's, it's you know, everyone wants the government to grow. No one really, the left isn't really fighting for your civil liberties. The right isn't really fighting for free markets or limited government. Um, and I started seeing that. And, and of course, what I alluded to earlier, I, I was uh, listening to Glenn Beck a lot um, when I was younger, and I still do. He's, he's uh, easily one of the individuals who influenced my mm -hmm. way of thinking. Agreed. Um, probably, probably more than anyone else. Um, and, but that, that, uh, that was not the case in the sense of like, I wasn't immediately a libertarian. Cause even whenever he started saying like, Hey, libertarians have some great ideas. I was like, come on, Glenn, like, let, let's be real here. Do they really? Um, and I thought that was, I thought that was kind of, you know, crazy at, at first. Um, but then, you know, I, I would always like read some of his books and he wouldn't necessarily come out right and say like, like I was, I was very socially conservative as, as, as a younger, uh, as, as a younger person. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, it's really hard to kind of wing that off because it's, it's connected to your value system. Um, and in a way that fiscal conservatism or, uh, or, or, or some other things might not be necessarily connected to your value system in that same way. And it was hard for me to really understand that you can still be a quote unquote social conservative and still believe in the ideas of volunteerism. Um, and really it was, I say that there are three really big individuals that helped me in my journey to libertarianism. Uh, the first one, as I said uh, earlier, was was Glenn Beck, and he sort of let me um, let me be okay with the fact that hey, libertarians aren't necessarily these the they don't have like all of these crazy ideas. They actually have really good ideas on a lot of things, especially when it comes to economics and and things like that. Um, and it. it made me stop thinking of them as crazies and made me start thinking of them as like allies 
Um, the second individual was Rand Paul. And Rand, I remember, I, I think it was in 2013, it was right after the 2012 election. Um, and I was done, like after that election, I was done with the Republican Party as it was. Yep. I was rebellious, <laughs> I was ready to just like, I, I don't know what I necessarily believe entirely, I know my values. But I don't know if that means that I should go more libertarian. I don't know if that means I should go, like, Constitution Party. What What does that mean? I don't know. I was just done with the Republicans. Um, and to this day, I have been done with Republicans and the vote-down ticket, uh, you know, lesser to the evils kind of situation. I'll vote for Republicans, like, if, if I actually believe in them, but mm -hmm. not just because they're not a Democrat. Um, Agreed. And then in 2013, I listened to Rand Paul uh, speak about, it was, it was about um, uh, sending money over to, to foreign countries in, in the form of foreign aid uh, to people who, who burn our flags. And there was just something about that speech, it was on the Senate floor, that really resonated with me. Because it made me realize, oh my gosh, I don't have to sacrifice my love of my country or my, my deep philosophical values to be a libertarian. Rand is, is laying this out very simplistic, like it is in our best natural, national interest not to give out, and it's it's a fiscally conservative position, not to give out money to countries who burn our flags. It's that simple. And that just shook my, uh, my philosophy to its core. It really made me think and really made me understand um, what a, libert a true libertarian foreign policy uh, might start to look like. And then the third one who really influenced my... Um, my ideology the most, and it was sort of the final nail in the coffin. If Glenn introduced me and opened me to accepting that libertarianism was okay and acceptable, and Rand really, I would say, got me to be a libertarian, I would say Judge Napolitano did, did uh, the final nail in the coffin to help me understand what that means and what, where I stand on virtually every issue. Um, and those that sort of triumvirate of, of individuals uh, really, really shape my worldview in a way that I, I can't, uh, I can't attribute to to really anyone else. And there, there are several people who, who helped uh, shape it in in accordance with with all those with those three individuals. But I would say those three individuals themselves had the had the greatest impact um, on my way of thinking in that order. It, it's so interesting because we, it, you and I and and the people within our generation and in, in our age group, it's it's funny to see how we're approaching and coming to the the concepts and the ideals of liberty in a way that's different, not so much in the manner, but in the the voices that bring us there. I mean, yeah. 2008 to 2012, I think, and, and obviously beforehand, Ron Paul was easily one of the most, uh, not one of the most uh, noted voices, but one of the most thoughtful and, and one of the most uh, realistic voices for liberty showing you can be a libertarian and still be an elected representative a representative in government and, and make substantive real change in policy. And, and to see even before, you know, 
in before Ron Paul, you have people, um, you know, like like Murray Rothbard or or, or Hayek or or Milton Friedman, and, and you have all these voices. I mean, even Thomas Sowell will will, will kind of go that route. Um, yeah, you know, to see how there's been these voices of of liberty that have continued to crop up, and I'd say. You, know, you mentioned obviously you know Rand Paul, uh, Judge Knapp, and, and then Glenn Beck being your three, and you see the voices like Thomas Massey, Justin Amash. Uh, I dare even say somebody like Mike Lee, Austin Peterson, and in throughout the you know libertarian circles, those like uh, you know Jason Stapleton and, and Tom Woods and Dave Smith. Um, you know all these voices are really reaching all these new people and bringing them to liberty, and I think. That's so valuable because the if you get beyond the confines of the traditional libertarian echo chambers of people who understand the, the philosophy and the concepts, and then you go and you start talking to people, and I say people in real life, but I mean, quite honestly, that, that what it comes down to is talking to people you know, that you see that are your friends with or people from work or at the gym and ask them what is a libertarian. A lot of times they don't know, and I'll, I'll give an anecdote where, for instance, today, um, you know, my parents called me, and, and you know they were driving back from my doctor's appointment, and uh, you know they're talking on the phone. And my dad asked if I wanted to go see the new Dinesh D'Souza movie, and I'm like, eh, not not really, not like no, not not a big, I really don't want to go see Dinesh D'Souza. And he's like, but I, I I thought you loved Dinesh D'Souza, and I'm like, I, I never really loved Dinesh D'Souza. I mean, I thought he he was a very um, he was a very good voice in terms of trying to to you know pet people's own confirmation biases, but I mean in terms of actually pre presenting things in a substantive manner that will help people change minds and hearts, I really don't think so. And he's like, "Oh, you libertarians are weird." And my mom, God bless her, she's like, "Well, what's a libertarian?" And before I could even respond, <laughs> my dad goes, "They they like smoking pot. That's what they do. They smoke pot." And I was like, "Well, number one, I don't I don't smoke pot, but." I didn't want to really get into the conversation. Here I am, hundreds of miles away from my parents, to to really have an I, you know, an intellectual conversation about what is libertarianism. But I think to have these voices, as you mentioned, like the Glenn Becks and the the Rand Pauls and the Judge Knapps, who are planting the seeds and helping those seeds, you know, grow, and then th those seeds turn into these nice, strong, you know, trees turning into forests of liberty. That's what we need to do. And you took a step in doing that on your own with the podcast you had in the Outset Network, Mill Liberty. So could you yes. kind of explain, first and foremost, how that, that all took took part and then um, kind of explain where things are right now? Where where do things stand with the, the, the Caleb Franz, Mill Liberty, and Outset Network? So uh, that's, a, that's a really, really good question. Um, Outset was a uh, a publication that was started by um, an individual who I have uh, grown to really respect and grow a, a really deep uh, friendship with, uh, named Stephen Perkins, and he started Outset in 2014 uh, with the goal to uh, he 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 saw the world around him in the way that. The, the way that the media was, you know, was was just being sensationalist and and just clickbaity and everything. And he he saw something. He saw a uh, a market demand for um, moderately toned yet conservative or libertarian in principle, um, and and not having to like just outrage people to to get them to click on their website. Um, and that's when he started Outset, and 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 then ever since then, um, it grew into this great network. 
excuse me, it grew into this great network of uh, just writers and and podcast hosts, and we had great um, we had great uh, publications on there all the time. And then uh, this 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 past month in in July, we we announced that um, Outset. Uh, would be ending, um, and it was it was not an easy choice. Um, it was one that I discussed with Stephen about, and we both felt like it was the uh, right natural uh, next step. Um, it, despite the fact that it, it was not at all easy for either of us to make, um, and uh, this this past week we we officially closed our doors, um, and through that process, I. Throughout set, I uh, built Mill Liberty. I asked Stephen if I could do this podcast, and he said yes. Um, and I'm still very grateful to him for that. And uh, I I started this this program that I had a goal in mind to build a um, build a community of liberty lovers that really understood the message of liberty and would be willing to take action in order to protect liberty. Um, and that is what I wanted to do. And at first, I really didn't know how I wanted to do that. I just knew I wanted to do it. Um, and I thought, you know what? A podcast is as good as any. It fulfills my my dream of, of having my own show and uh, getting to talk to people. Honestly, that that's 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 what all of us podcasters really do podcasting for. It's just to talk to all of our heroes, have an excuse mm -hmm. to talk to everyone who we <laughs> who we've ever wanted to talk to, or you know, get the chance. Um, my like my first really big guest was was Jeffrey Tucker, and I I remember how like so excited and so ecstatic I was about about finally you know being able to to chat with him and and uh, and talk with him and I was so nervous and so excited whenever I uh, whenever I set that interview up and now looking back at it I'm like well Jeffrey was like a pretty big guest but it's definitely not the biggest one I've ever had um, <laughs> so <laughs> so you know it's it's interesting how how that kind of develops and that uh, plays out but um yeah, part of part of the goal for Liberty was to build that community of liberty lovers, and I, I felt like having those conversations with people um, was one way to do that. Another way to do that was by um, sort of my monologue form of, of episodes, where I would just sit down and talk with the audience, um, because I wanted to build a connection with the audience, and, and talk with them about issues, and I would give them my perspective and why. I uh, came to this conclusion why uh, liberty is the best uh, answer to X, Y, or Z, uh, whether it be gun control or immigration, um, or and that was that was a very interesting episode, uh, <laughs> the one I, I did on immigration, uh, definitely definitely one of my more touchy subject uh, episodes, um, and and then and then also uh, just having conversations with people probably some of my fun uh, conversations with people on the show has been not through like the giant names but the people who are at my level people who see the world the way that i see the world or the people who see the world slightly differently but come from a similar perspective um, those honestly are some of some of the most fun programs that i've had um, and now that outset has closed, of course, you know it it puts some uh, it puts some 
questions above the liberty and above the direction that I'm taking the podcast. And fortunately, I talked with Stephen about this uh, before we even came to the decision of, of shutting it down. And um, he assured me that I would be able to, to take the program. Um, and that's basically what I did. Uh, the program is going to continue. And it's going to go on a new website that I'm putting up called milliberty.com that is going to be nothing but um, libertarian philosophy and, and ideas and uh, really getting people to understand what it is the message that we are fighting for and that, and that we are, are talking about all the time because libertarians do a really good job at talking about liberty, but I think they really have a, there's, there's some sort of a, uh, it, it often gets lost in translation. <laughs> and I don't yep. think enough libertarians understand that, but it <laughs> does. Um, and that is one of the, the problems that I want to find a solution to. And uh, that, milliberty.com is going to be the host of where um, Liberty, the podcast is going to be, as well as some some new podcasts that will be coming out soon, um, and uh, a lot of written content. We have a um, we have uh, I, I've been talking with some of the guys at, at Young Voices uh, Advocates, and they're you know willing to put out some written material for us, um, as well as uh, just just a lot of different young writers um, and. Then that is going to be the uh, that that's going to be a project of an even bigger project that I have uh, coming up because after Outset ended, I saw a real opportunity to do what I have always wanted to do within this liberty movement, and that is to uh, start an organization. Uh, that really helps define the ideas of liberty, helps find uh, a voice, helps people um, to communicate those ideas better, and then put action behind them. And that uh, is why I have decided to start an organization that I call the Maliberty Initiative. Um, and it is going to be an organization devoted to the proper communication um, and advoca uh, advocation of, of liberty through new and innovative ways. Um, and I'm very excited about getting it started. It's going to officially launch in September. Um, but, you know, right now we're, we're going through, you know, we just got the, uh, the Articles of Incorporation uh, passed through the state of Ohio, and that was approved. Um, and right now we're trying to work on our, our tax status as well as, um, you know, getting us a, a bank account open so that we can officially raise some money, hopefully, and if anyone's willing to <laughs> that, well, give us any. <laughs> <laughs> that fundraising 101, give me some money. Um, no, yeah, exactly. I, so, I mean, that what you're doing right now with, with the Liberty Initiative is going to be absolutely not only fantastic, but so needed I think within libertarian and just liberty-minded folk, because as you alluded to, there's a lot of people who don't know how to speak to people beyond the libertarian or, or liberty-loving group of people that we've become so accustomed to speaking to. It's like, it, it's almost like when you, if you saw somebody who had never rode a bike before, 
and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. you just hop on, you just, you just start riding the bike. Like, you mm-hmm. you know how to do it, and you just you, you just do it. Or tying your shoes, like, you just do it. Yeah, yeah. But somebody else who's never done it before, they never have had to grapple with, you know, in libertarian circles, you know, they never had to look at what what it means to, to not hurt people, not take their people's stuff through a true philosophical lens. Like, do when you talk about taxes or you talk about the government and, and military interventions and welfare and, I mean, property taxes, civil asset forfeiture, the list goes on and on. I mean, occupational licensing, for crying out loud, things like that, that we libertarians can speak to, you know, at, at the drop of a hat. I, I say normal people, but people, you know, in, in our everyday lives, they just kind of, you know, spin their wheels and they, they, they live their life on a day-to-day basis. And they, they don't really think about this kind of stuff. It's just, it is, it is because it is, there's no reason behind it being the way it is. And they kind of get stuck in looking at politics in this, this unfortunate zero sum game of either it's all Republican values or all Democrat values. And there's no in between, um, and I mean, kind of speaking to the the goal of your your initiative, and also kind of goes back to the, the reason I even started the show myself, is that we need to be able to talk to people, and that means being able to talk to people who don't necessarily agree with us, and not begin the conversation by saying, "Well, you're a communist or you're a statist," and then just just hoping that they'll decide to agree with you because you were so right. Like you have to be able right. to get beyond. Yes, I'm philosophically and and morally correct. You have to help people get to that point, though. You're not. They, they're not going to jump on board. Right. And and there's something that I really want to make clear about this too. Um, that I am a libertarian, but I am not advancing or advocating for the advancement of libertarianism. I am a libertarian because I am advancing and advocating for the advancement of liberty. And if that means that, you know, I work with someone like Bernie Sanders on the legalization of marijuana, who I disagree with virtually on everything except that, then that is going to be a win for liberty because mm-hmm. because that issue alone, if we can work together and not not try to just alienate each other because we disagree on everything else, but work together on that one issue, um, that I think will make the world a more free place. I'll be his enemy on 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 everything when it comes to to uh, taxation or spending or you know Medicaid or Medicare for all and all that all that other junk. I'll be I'll I'm fine with being his enemy on that kind of stuff. But whenever it comes to the stuff that we can come together on and advance liberty together despite what your philosophical ideology is then that is going to be a win for liberty. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, Brian, there is a lot of projects that I'm, I can't quite uh, speak of at this point um, in, in the development of the organization, but um, one of the issues that we're tackling um, almost immediately uh, is going to be on the front of criminal justice reform in, at, with, a, with a market-based solution. Um, and it is going to be an issue where I'm going to be reaching out to a lot of people on the left um, because I disagree with them on a lot of different things. Um, but on this issue, this is where we can come together and actually make people free. And this is, I think, I think specifically with criminal justice reform, 
Um, I think that there is no other issue, uh, almost, that people are actually in bondage over things that they should not be in bondage over. Um, and this mm -hmm. is our chance to really, really just liberate people to a way that we have not seen in such a long time. Um, and I am ready to work with people across the aisle, both on the left and on the right, because this is a, a an issue that people get and people understand. If we can come together, and I think it's tragic that, that we haven't been able to come together on this, because virtually everyone agrees about it. If we can come together on an issue like this, then it shouldn't be a far step, a far-reaching step to come together on, on other issues uh, whenever it comes to the advancement of liberty. And I mean, despite his many faults and flaws as not only a candidate and as president, but as a person, I mean, this is one thing that even Donald Trump has, has spoke to yeah, in, in yeah, some yeah. regards. I mean, he, he had Kim Kardashian, of all people, Come to about the White House. prison reform. Exactly. Yeah. To, to speak about prison reform. And, I mean, I, it it really kind of puts me at a loss for words to see someone like Donald freaking Trump being <laughs> the one to, to be that that leading advocate for prison justice reform. And, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping we'll see some tangible outcomes from that. Um, just because, obviously, as you're speaking to, this is something that is so – it's so – important to address because it really it quite literally does impact people on a, a daily basis where they're being imprisoned for things that they shouldn't be imprisoned for i mean if you're going to violate somebody's somebody's personal self and personal affects i think there's a and again this is where a lot of libertarians will say well there should be a private prison okay whatever there's a role and i think it's a very very limited role for government because there's only a few things that we really should have government do and one of them is to, to protect people from somebody else actually trying to do physical harm somebody smoking a plant is is harming if you're gonna look at it as harm it's gonna harm nobody but themselves so we we really have to look at these these various laws and various issues and take them you know on a case by case and say what are we doing is this really something that is a role for government and i think it really does it speaks to the the problem that we have with both the republican and democratic parties respectively it's that they Got, they've gotten to this point where it's no longer um, it's no longer about principles. It's about using government for your own personal needs based on your political or ideological affiliation. And I mean, I've seen a lot of the the, the Democrats right now going after Trump and and, and all the the various issues with the Russia collusion and, and the Mueller investigation and Stormy Daniels and and now it's Michael Cohen and on the right you have all the Republicans you know trying to just absolutely destroy their their Democrat counterparts and I just I say you know we have to really look at what we're discussing and what the real at the crux of all the issues are and it's the the fact that we're able to have two polar opposite though they're not really opposite in ideologies but two competing groups basically just fighting to use government to punish the other group and i just it's so sad to see that we've gotten to this point as a society where really it, it's a, it's it's almost like a football game i mean you're watching two teams go at it and there's gonna be a winner or a loser and that's the only way people can seem to approach politics and i think what you're speaking to is in your initiative is going to be really a great 
a great tool for people not only in in liberty circles but as you mentioned people who are looking to promote liberty in any avenue be it somebody on the far left talking about criminal justice reform or or you know the legalization of, of marijuana or or what mm -hmm. have you in in that regards or those on the right trying to to get rid of occupational licensing um to try and focus mm -hmm. on uh you know getting rid of um civil asset forfeiture i mean we can find these areas that we can get wins on both sides i think people just have to come to this realization that it's not it's not you're picking a team it's that you're picking a concept that is promoting liberty right right and and i i will say that if if the main goal of, of what i am doing through this through this new organization is to um is to advance the cause of liberty then the sub goal is to create a national uh healing um because they can happen simultaneously you don't have to burn all your bridges uh in order to advance liberty in fact i don't think you can advance liberty without reaching uh, across the other aisle and seeing what you can achieve together um, so this will not only be good for the benefit of liberty, but it will also be good for um, our national discourse and our national division because we are so divided, unbelievably divided so right divided. now. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the answers, one of the solutions is not focusing on those divisions or if even if we do focus on those divisions, but embrace those divisions and say, you know what, uh, th this the perfect example of this. The perfect example that I uh, I have really been thinking about and I've really um, been pointing to, and I spoke with an individual about this the other day. Um, one of the things that I think really that all Americans should look at is the contrast between George Washington's farewell address and Thomas Jefferson's inaugural address. And we all know George Washington's farewell address. It, it's the, uh, you know, put aside political parties and, and partisanship will, will be mm -hmm. the death of the nation and all that junk. And, and, and that is 100% correct. Jefferson, only four years later, the, there was only the Adams administration between the two, and it was only a four-year time span. But if you look at his inaugural address, it is so wildly different, but yet somehow it is so similar to Washington's um, Washington's farewell address. Because while Washington spoke of not intertwining ourselves in political factions, Jefferson spoke of embracing our differences and and saying, you know what, yes. I am a Republican. You are a Federalist. But guess what? We are all one country despite those differences. Um, and that basically the, the distinction between those two, those two addresses and putting them together and looking them at once, sort of a, 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 a two different and different lenses, but achieving a very similar goal of, of unity. Um, that is what this uh, organization is doing. And that is what this organization is, is going to achieve, is advancing the cause of liberty and knowing that, you know what, people are going to absolutely hate you because you are defending liberty, but you are going to find some very unlikely allies um, in doing so as well. And you should not shun those allies, but embrace them because they are going to be your best friend in advancing the cause of liberty.
And I think it's amazing for for us to look at where we are as and especially what you're going to be doing is, you know, we have a golden opportunity. And with that, we have to understand there's going to be a lot of moments in these conversations with other people that we disagree with that are going to be really, really, really uncomfortable. And they're going to make you feel outside of your comfort zone. And instead of saying, I, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm uncomfortable, we have to fight through that. And instead of just retreating to our, our own little echo chambers where we feel safe and secure, we have to keep on having those those conversations with people. And uh, I think as, as you're speaking to right now, that's going to be the moment we're going to see some some real substantive change. Uh, but that's necessarily changed to anything new. It's, it's going back to uh, the days of Washington and Jefferson where people are able to recognize their differences but still find that common common ground and i mean I, i'm just gonna say right now that kind of goes to the whole premise of my show is trying to pe take people who have these differencing uh, of opinions and, and values and still trying to find where we have some agreement so we can try to push those values forward together um and you know, yeah we can debate and we can have those, those conversations about where we disagree and at the very least I might not necessarily agree with them down the road, but I understand where they're coming from. So when we have those conversations or I'm having someone a conversation with somebody on my side and they're like, ah, oh, that stupid, you know, Bernie Sanders, he's just a socialist and he 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 thinks that you you if you're rich, you're an evil person. I'd be like, well, time out. He doesn't think you're an evil person. I'm I'm just saying, mm -hmm. you know, in my imaginary scenario. Um, but to like actually speak to, oh, this is why he believes what he believes, and he wants to see us end at this endpoint. And actually, the endpoint he has is very similar to the endpoint we have. It's just how we get there is different. So don't don't put him in this this camp of being some you know, evil statist or communist person. Like, yeah, his ideas are a little wacky in how we get there, but his end goal is still the same thing we want. And that's liberty in, in this area. Just a, you right. know, imaginary example, but I digress. Um, so we're at the point now in the show, <laughs> um, I, I like to kind of get things wrapped up. And, and with that, I want to just to pick your brain here because Mill Liberty, that's such an interesting and unique name. What brought you yeah. to that name, Mill Liberty? So that's a that's a really interesting question that I get a lot. Um, a lot of people have a lot of different theories about that. Honestly, it's it, if you look at the tagline, the voice of liberty for a new generation is is what I say at the beginning of every show. Um, and that is supposed to indicate that liberty is a is supposed to be a show to help. Um, people within the liberty, or excuse me, the uh, the millennial generation and beyond, um, to really help navigate them through the 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 ideological treaches and 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 really help them understand what liberty is, um, whether they come from the right, whether they come from the left, what liberty is, and how to best defend it, and how to best define it. Um, and and that's sort of the uh, that's sort of the 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 background behind that that word. Um, some some people think it's like uh, you know John Stuart Mill or something like that. Mill and, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you know something like that. And I honestly think that whatever that people come up with, I think it adds to a, to another layer of what the show should actually mean. Because if you think it should mean like that then you're probably right because it, it 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 does you know it, it does take sort of aspects from all of those people and all those individuals but but the the true purpose of it is to um be a voice for liberty for a new generation and that is exactly what what that is and that's why that's why the show is called the way it is 
So the Brian Nichols show that's named after me. So uh, <laughs> not, nothing too creative there. Uh, it was between the Brian Nichols show or the Brian Nichols program. And that was really a coin flip. So, I mean, really, really deep. And people can dig into that as much as they want, why it was show versus program. But uh, right. eh, we'll, we'll leave that where it is. So, uh, Caleb, hey, thanks so much. Where can people go ahead and and find not only yourself, uh, but find the uh, the new MidLiberty.com, which obviously just gave away, and also the MidLiberty Initiative? Yeah, so um, uh, you'll be able to find me on Twitter at Caleb Brands, um, and you'll be able to find um, the Liberty on Twitter as well. Um, at Mill Liberty, uh, pretty simple, straightforward. Uh, and um, we're also on iTunes, um, and I really would appreciate your subscription. Um, and also, MillLiberty.com is our new website. It's not up and running yet, um, but it is going to be coming very, very soon. Um, actually, it, it, by the time this, this program is, is published, it, it, it might be up and running, but um, there, there's still some things that uh, we're, we're trying to put together on it, so it's a, it's a working progress. Um, but it will be up before uh, before too long, and um, and you'll be able to find information on the Liberty Initiative. We also have a Facebook page um, at uh, on Facebook.com/slash/TheLibertyInitiative that you can uh, keep up to date on all of our activities there for the new organization. Awesome. Well, listen, Caleb, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to hop on today. Um, I mean, really, what you're you're doing. It, it's so admirable, and I think you know you're going to be a great voice uh, for for millennials going forward in the liberty movement. And I mean, what you're doing now in terms of reaching people beyond the libertarian and liberty echo chambers is going to be so valuable in a really, really um, intense and, and divided uh, society that we're in right now. So, to that, thank you so much for what you're doing. I really do appreciate it. Well, uh, Brian, thank you for, for both having me on and uh, for, for also doing what you're doing as well, because um, I, I do think that you fall right in line with the vision of, of what I have been trying to build. Um, and uh, you're you're a blast to interact with on, on Twitter and uh, <laughs> and all of those things. And um, it, it's it's really good to be on here and, and help uh, grow your program as well as uh, being very grateful for you helping grow mine. So so Absolutely. thank you uh, again for for having me on. Absolutely, I, I do appreciate the uh, the kind words, Caleb. And and you mentioned on Twitter, hey folks, if you want to follow me on Twitter. Caleb mentioned, I'm, I'm a little bit of a lightning rod <laughs> at being Nichols. If you like, uh, if you like the office gifs, then, um, you know, you're, you're going to love Brian's, Brian's Twitter. <laughs> oh man. Well, listen folks, uh, again, at B Nichols Liberty on Facebook at B Nichols Liberty, share today's show with your friends and family. They need to hear this message because they don't know what a libertarian is. So show them what it means. But until next time, folks, it's Brian Nichols here in the Brian Nichols show signing off for Caleb friends of Mill Liberty. We'll talk to you next week.